today's Leading Women episode 455 with the wonderful Jen Obert. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Jen Obert. Jen Obert is the co-founder and CEO of Learn Savvy, an online education marketplace and community for women business owners and the co-owner of the site Showcasing Women. Her mission in life is to help women entrepreneurs get out of their own way so that they can live a passionate, purposeful, and powerful lives, plus make a ton of cash while they're at it. Jen is also the author of Women Entrepreneur Revolution Ready, Set, Launch, which explores the mindset, motivation, and behaviors of successful female entrepreneurs and the role models in their lives who have influenced them. Learn more about Jen at www.learnsavvy.co and of course through her personal site at www.jenobert.com. Women of the world, Miss Jen Obert, welcome to the show. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I am delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Jen, I really love what you're doing with your business, especially with Learn Savvy. Love that name as well. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the SWAT equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment and time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and idea behind a niche? Sure. So I um, have always wanted to start a business ever since I was younger. And um, I spent many years in the corporate world um, just trying to figure out what what I wanted to do, how I wanted to proceed in life, and um, kind of waited until the inspiration uh, struck. And so I ended up, um, a very long story short, I ended up becoming an acupuncturist. I went back to school and I studied acupuncture and I started my own practice in San Francisco. And in starting my own business, I was thrilled to do so. And when I was out in the world networking like crazy, I was meeting all these other amazing women entrepreneurs and business owners, many of which who had had previous careers like myself and who were doing something completely different. So they might have been CPAs in their past life, but now they're jewelry designers. Or um, a friend of mine was an engineer and had her MBA, and now she's a personal concierge. 
coach. So I was meeting all these really fascinating women. And what came about was that they were all struggling with this notion of really getting becoming their own uh, business owner and, and the confidence and um, the feelings of self-worth that come with becoming a business owner. And there was all of these um, unknowns and these questions around, um, you know, how to do it. And so I was really struck by all these people that I was meeting. And so as time went on, I realized that I too really wanted to help other business owners, other female business owners to, um, you know, empower themselves to create really honest to God, you know, sustainable, profitable businesses. But I didn't know how. So that was my biggest challenge was that I had this real passion for helping um, this particular demographic, but I didn't know how to do it. And so that was a real struggle for me. Um, it was trying to look at my skill set and my own experience and bridge that with the people I wanted to serve. So I struggled for many years trying to figure out my how. I knew my why. I knew who I wanted to reach. I knew why I wanted to to work with this group, but I didn't know how. And so that's what actually led me to write my book. Um, I decided I took a a very um, kind of power internally powerful stand to just take a year off and surrender to trying to figure it all out and just listen to other people's stories. So I spent a year interviewing women entrepreneurs like like what you're doing, and I just listened and I absorbed all of their wisdom. And then in the process of doing so and that surrender, I actually um, kind of came up with my, uh, my own aha moment, which um, was Learn Savvy, which is to help women entrepreneurs um, with, with education and, and also in many ways kind of providing jobs for, for other entrepreneurs as well. Mm, I love how this idea came about, how your story evolved from what, what is before, what is right now. And I love to share that one with us. I mean, because more often, you know, our idea, this idea of starting a business, you know, somehow it it comes from any it can it can come from any anywhere any anything anything and then the thing is for example with Jen she wanted really to help women because of how she what she observes out there what she hears what she when she was interacting with these women even though she had this entrepreneurial business but then she didn't know how and then and she did interviewed a lot of women entrepreneurs and learned from them and the idea now became learn savvy wherein people and other women can can learn can uh, can connect with each other can be inspired uh with what she's putting out there i love to share that one with us because our listeners especially for those who are starting out a lot of them are here to learn some ideas to learn some strategies to learn some tips to learn about the stories of how how you and the rest of the other today's women guests where get from where they are to where to where they are from where they were before to where they are today and that is why today's new women is in existence so great that you shared that one with us but what continues to inspire you doing this business so you know i i think the women themselves inspire me um you know i i think that um it's such it's really interesting it's such a deep deep feeling. It's it's almost, you can almost call it like a calling where you, you don't even know where it kind of came from, but you just know you have to somehow be involved. And it's really fascinating because I, I'm, I'm very convinced that when you find 
your path or you're inspired, <clears throat> whatever um, that looks to you, it's amazing how as a result, things start to appear. People start to appear. Opportunities start to appear when you are on the right path. And that's what's happened with, with us. And I say us because I have a, um, a co-founder and business partner. But it's been unbelievable how people have just shown up in our lives because in, or, in order to support us. I mean, we're not going out necessarily and, and looking for them. They're finding us. And so I feel like that also is showing that what we're doing is is somehow touching other people. And, and it's that in itself, it's like this, this wonderful feedback, feedback loop. It's, you know, we're, we're being inspired every day and, you know, and hopefully in turn inspiring others. And that, it just warms my heart. It feels amazing. Mm, yes, nothing really is so inspiring than uh, uh, having someone or knowing someone that is inspired with what you do, that you're able to impact others because of what you do in one way, shape or form or another, when you know that somebody somehow is inspired with what you do and they are they become successful in, because as a result of uh, either working with you or as a result of something that they learn from you, great inspiration there. Now, let's talk about how you prepared for for success that turned this idea or that turned this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Sure. So I know this, it, it might seem uh, trite, but passion, I mean, it really does come down to passion. I I have had, you know, hundreds, I feel like, of ideas through the years where I'm like, oh, you know, if you, <clears throat> if, if someone could do this, that would be really helpful to, you know, this particular demographic. But I didn't have the passion to actually see that idea through. So, um, you know, there's, you hear this all the time, like there's, there's a million ideas out there. Everyone has a great idea for a business or for a product or for a service. But you really have to be excited about it in order to make it come to fruition. Other because there's your days are very, very long when you're starting a business and you're talking to people all the time about it. That in if you don't have that excitement, that enthusiasm, and that passion, not only will people see that when you're talking to them, but they'll feel it and you just you you won't be happy either. So I think that's one thing that um you know, you hear that a lot from people, but it's because it's true. It really is. Um, and then another trait, um, which I'm a huge advocate of, is taking action. Um, it kind of goes back to the same thing I mentioned about, you know, people have great ideas. Ideas are, you know, as they say, a dime a dozen. But until you take that idea, that that thought or that inspiration and put it into action, it's simply just a good idea. So, you know, one of the things that I'm, like I said, I'm a huge fan of an advocate of is taking action. And it doesn't have to be these grand actions um, that, you know, these huge leaps forward. But if you just take small kind of baby steps towards whatever you're, you're wanting to do, you know, little action by little action every single day, it's amazing how you'll look up and six months will have gone by and, you know, voila, you have a huge business, you know. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of taking action. Um, as well. And then the third trait, it's, um, it's kind of one of my newer ones that I've, I've forced myself to do, which is um, to do things that are outside of my comfort zone. Um, 
it's something that I've been working on the last few years. Um, and as a result, <clears throat> excuse me, as a result, it has not only from a personal growth perspective, but just professionally as well has really helped me grow um, my connections and my relationships and our business. So um, for example, I had a total fear of public speaking, like the idea of public speaking just was, you know, just, I would go blind with fear. And, um, and I've taken steps to do small speaking engagements to, to help me feel more comfortable doing that. Um, also reaching out to people who, you know, I don't know and ask them for, you know, advice or assistance. And that was very outside my comfort zone. And yet, um, I've done that a few times or actually a lot of times over the last six months. And, um, it's been, it's completely changed my life. So those are the three traits that I've been most proud of recently. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's passion, taking action, doing things outside of your comfort zone. Great personal qualities here that Jenny shared with us. And the good news is that we can all cultivate and adopt these traits. You know, having the passion for what you do, taking action. Yes, I agree with what Jenny shared with us. Nothing really uh, is, uh, it moves without you taking action. So it's, it's all about, you know, one thing is having the idea, but the greater part of that is taking action on that idea. And of course, doing things outside of your comfort zone. And yes, I echo what you, Jen said. I mean, I um, public speaking was not my cup of tea. I hated it. But you know, you have to grow. You have to to be comfortable doing those things that you are not. Or you have to learn to be comfortable in doing those things that you you don't want to do or you're not feel you don't feel comfortable on. And the more you do it, for example with public speaking, I suck at it. But I keep doing it over and over again. And that helps me even now, until now, and I'm sure it will all be like that. I always I'm always feel nervous about every time I go speaking even in small group, even just three people. I still feel scared, but then I don't let that fear overcome me. Overcome me. I just push through with it, and I think that's the that's the more, the more important part of it to really do to take action despite of that fear, to do public speaking despite of that fear, despite of that nervousness that you feel uh, with this or whatever that activity that you you don't feel comfortable with doing because it really helps you grow and you get better at it with practice. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Now let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get to those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges of building your business? And how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Sure. So, you know, one of them I, I just touched on a minute or so ago, and that was um, picking up the phone and talking to people. I had, um, a, it was literally like a phobia of talking on the phone, which is, seems very kind of strange considering that um, my background, I used to be an executive recruiter. So I was on the phone all day long recruiting people. And, um, but I had a, it was a real fear. And I overcame it purely through the um, writing the book, which was calling. I had to 
email or reach out to people that I had no connection to, maybe I had an introduction, but I had no personal connection to, and had to convince them that, you know, to give me 10 minutes of their time or 20 minutes of their time to ask them some questions for a book, you know, and they had no idea who I was. And then I'd get on the phone and talk with them. And that was very, very, very nerve wracking for me. And you know, and like you were saying, like each call got a little easier, a little easier, a le- little easier. And, you know, by the, you know, the hundredth call I made, I felt like an old pro at this, but it took, you know, every time having to talk myself off the ledge and talk myself up that I can do this, you know, and that, you know, this is just everyday business. People talk on the phone and through that exercise of doing that for the book, it's really helped me in my business because right now, you know, we're, we're talk I'm talking almost every day to potential instructors. I'm talking every day to, you know, potential partners and people that, and sponsors and people that we're wanting to work with and connect with and doing interviews like this. And, you know, if you had told me that I would be doing this, you know, five years from five years ago, I would have said, you know, there's no way I'd be talking on the phone that much to people I don't know. But it's really been something that I'm I'm so happy that I pushed through so that I can empower myself to to build a business that I really want. There was no way I was going to build a business that we have now through, you know, simply emailing people and never getting on the phone or or just emailing people that I knew and not, you know, reaching out to people I didn't know. So that was the biggest challenge. Um the other challenge that kind of piggybacks that is, you know, asking for help. Um a lot of us you know, are starting businesses on our own and in our, you know, at our kitchen tables or in our home offices. And we're doing everything by ourselves. You know, we're creating our own websites. We're, you know, doing our own list building. We're doing all of our own social media. And we never stop to ask for help. You know, either ask from ask for help from other you know business owners and get their you know their ideas and their viewpoints, or ask for help from our partners or our spouses or our families. And I think that's really, really, really important and something that I have been constantly practicing. Um, and I've I've been fortunate to have a business partner over the last uh, nine months, where you know I can ask her for help and she asks me for help, and she's taught me a lot about also asking others to get involved. So that was a huge challenge for me. And then the third biggest challenge has been, you know, asking for sales. And um, that one I'm still working on. But um, again, I'm, I'm lucky that I brought on, a, on a, a business partner who is really great about sales. That's her background. So um, she compliments me because that's the part that I'm not really particularly strong on. So I'm learning a lot from her. Um, and, you know, hopefully that will translate for us as a business. Mm, wow, I certainly can relate to this challenge <laughs> that you just shared with us. I mean, overcoming the fear of picking up the phone and talking to people, asking for help, asking for the sale. I'm sure a lot of these challenges relate to a lot of us, especially for our listeners out there um, who are just starting out. I mean, these are huge. I am constantly working on them myself. But the beauty of uh, being able to share it with the, each other and the lessons that we learn from it, like for example, with Jen, we learn from how they're able to overcome them so that when it happens to us, we now know what to do. So great takeaways there in those challenges that you have shared with us. So thanks for sharing. Of course. 
Now, let's talk about work-life balance because uh, this is an area that a lot of our listeners, I, I myself, are challenged with. So, in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? So, you know, I won't lie. It's, it's not easy. Um, and people who say it's easy are, you know, kind of full of it. Um, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. And I think by just acknowledging that it is difficult and that, you know, there's no one way fits all type approach, I think can be very, um, it, it can be a huge relief because I think a lot of people are seeing others out there that seem to have it all and are balancing, you know, having these kids and a, a business at home and they, you know, they have these sculpted arms and these vacations and you think, wow, everyone else seems to have figured it out. I don't know what's wrong with me. And and the the fact is that, you know, every person has their unique, you know, set of challenges. They have their own priorities in life and you have to really figure out for yourself what works. And it will change all the time. I have um, I have a four year old, and you know it's. I feel like every year, how I balance things changes because of his own, you know, his development and where he's at in school and things like that. So, um, you know, one of the things that's, you know, again, everyone has their own their own ways of doing it. But the you know one thing that I've I've been working on lately is figuring out, you know, when best to work. You know what? What are my what do my work hours look like when I have a son who's only in preschool three mornings a week? You know that gives me a very finite amount of time to get work done when the house is quiet. Um, and so you know it's trying to figure out my own schedule. You know, do I work in the evenings after he goes to bed? Do I get up early? Yes, yes. Do I work on the weekends? I do. You know. Um, but I also, you know, as a result of having that flexibility, I also don't work most Fridays. And I usually don't work that much on a Monday, like in the morning. So, and that changes as soon as he goes to school next year, it's going to be an entirely different schedule. So I think you really have to work with what you have and be flexible. Um, because if you get too rigid with, you know, this idea of balance, like true balance, it's, it's really fighting an uphill battle. So be gentle, be kind to yourself. You know, if things change, you just kind of have to roll with them. But, you know, figure out what's your biggest priorities and then you know, make sure you, you address those. Mm, I love those tips that you just shared with us in terms of this uh, work-life balance. I mean, like even just what you said about acknowledging that it is difficult, you know, that's really huge. It's really freeing when you understand and when you acknowledge that work-life balance is not it's not easy. It's not that easy. And yeah. instead of striving for work life, for perfect work life balance, because I truly believe there is no such thing, integrated <laughs> uh, integrated versus striving for that balance and acknowledge that it is it is difficult and uh, figure out what works for you. Just like what Jan uh, just shared with us, figure out what works for you. Know and know that it will change. I mean, this is huge. It will change depending on your situation, depending on the day. What status are important to you on that day? But it's important also to figure out your own schedule. And the good thing is that 
because we have our own business, we are we can afford a flexibility in terms of our time, in terms of our availability. So work around what works for you. I think that's what the bottom line here. Figure out what works for you, and then figure out your own schedule and be flexible where it's needed. I think that's what it is about work-life balance. So great tips there uh, that you shared at once. So thanks for sharing. Of course. All right. Let's talk about success and what success means to you. You know, your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about Mm -hmm. myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? It's it's funny you say that about the millionaire or the billionaire who's super unhappy. So I... I used to have a corporate job before I became an acupuncturist and I was climbing the ladder pretty, pretty fast. And, um, you know, I, I know what I'd be making now if I had stayed in that job. And, um, you know, I had an office with a view of the Statue of Liberty and in San Francisco I had a view of the Bay Bridge. I mean, I had what I thought was the idea of success. I drove a nice car. I had a nice income. I had the ability to travel. And yet, I was miserable every single day, unhappy, dissatisfied. I was having health problems, which is what drove me to an acupuncturist. And I realized that my initial definitions of, of success, the, the same definitions that you know were probably um, given to me by society, just did not make sense for me. And my body was clearly rejecting it. And so when I left that and went and studied acupuncture and now, you know, I've had a few businesses and now onto my next business, you know, the money is, you know, is, it's a nice to have, but it isn't my definition of success because I, you know, any of us could go back to a corporate job and probably be making more than we're making right now in the beginning stages of our business. So for me, it's really being able to have that freedom to do my creative work and to impact people in a greater way to, um, to, to do what I'm really excited to do. I mean, that that's what it is, you know, and to have the, the ability to be home with my son, you know, and not put him into daycare, you know, from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., you know. And, yes, does that mean right now that, you know, I'm, I'm not making as much as I did in my corporate job? Yeah, but I am so much happier and content because of that. So I think you that's another real important factor, and that's one that I asked a lot about in my book with the women that I spoke to was, you know, how do you define success? And I think it's a very personal thing. For some people, you know, they feel like for them to be successful, they have to have a particular dollar figure in their bank account. But really, if you drill down, kind of like you said about the mindset piece too, you know, what is it that that money is buying you? What is that money affording you? Is it affording you, uh, you know, that feeling of security? Is it affording you um, the flexibility to work or not work? I mean, so I think there's a lot of, you really have to dig deep to figure out what your own definition of success is. And I think when you do, it's very freeing because you make very different choices with your life and your business. 
as a result. Mm, great perspective on success. I love that you shared that one with us. I mean, success is being able to have the freedom to do your creative work and impact people in a bigger way. I love that because I, you know, I truly believe also that's a true essence of success are those intangible benefits of being in business. You know, when you are doing what you love doing, when you are passionate about what you do, when you are able to have time for your family, when you're able to do something that impacts other people's lives, I truly believe that that's the true essence of success as well. It's a great um, perspective there. And yes, I totally agree with you, Jen, about that success is really in very individual. You know, my definition of success might be different and you, our listeners, will be different. So I challenge you, our listeners, to ask yourself more morning what success truly means to you and really listen and uh, know what is it that means because that will really help you and uh, where you want to go and and what is it that you're putting out there what you are doing are you uh, is is there a meaning to what you're putting of of what you're doing is there a purpose to what you're doing are you having fun with what you're doing it's a great perspective there all right last but not least i'd love for you to share our listeners one of the highlights of our show which your advice for other entrepreneurs who are especially for those who want to follow your footsteps you obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience so take it back to the past say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck what types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at and if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice what would those three be so it's first off, it's hard to narrow down to three, but I will try. Um, one is that there is never a perfect time um, to start a business. I think a lot of people um, want to start a business and then they're like, well, you know, I wish, you know, maybe my kids were in school, you know, full time or that I had a little bit more money in your bank account. You know, you, you don't have to start a business, you know, by leaving your day job or having a certain amount of money in your bank. I don't believe this is my own perspective, but I think you can start a business, you know, a little bit at a time, you know, kind of going back to what I said earlier about baby steps. So, you know, it doesn't have to, everything doesn't have to be perfectly aligned to start a business. You can make small steps today towards whatever that goal or that, that vision you have um, for your, for your business. Um, another one is to Get, if you can, get rid of perfectionist tendencies because one thing you will learn, I have learned over and over and over again, is that nothing is ever going to be perfect. You just need to get stuff out the door. So, you know, you do the best you can. Um, and maybe you have a, you know, this, let's say your website, you have this idea of what your perfect website's going to look like. And you put it together and it's not that great, right? And but you need to get it out there. Same with your product or your service. You need to start to don't wait for it to be perfect before you get it out the door. You really need to get it out there and then perfect it, so to speak, or or tweak it or or work with it once it's out there. You'll never know what the response from the public is going to be from your your audience and from your clients and customers until you actually have something out there. And inevitably, you're going to change it and tweak it and and make it better. But you have to get it out there in order to do so. So don't wait for things to be all perfect and aligned um, to get something out the door. 
And then lastly, um, don't go this whole journey alone. I cannot stress that enough. Um, Starting a business can be very, very, very lonely and isolating. And oftentimes, we don't have other people in our lives who are doing this. So I I encourage you to go out and meet other people who are doing this as well. You know, either fellow business owners, um, mentors, you know, find other people who get what you're doing because it's, there's so much that goes into this and so much heart and passion and just effort that you have to find others who get what you're doing because oftentimes your spouse won't, your friends won't. So, um, you know, find others who you can share this journey with. Mm, golden nuggets in those tips that you shared with us. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to understand and know that there's never going to be a perfect time to start your business. I cannot stress this enough. Sometimes we are paralyzed with the idea uh, that, uh, okay, there's going to be a perfect time to start a business. You know, there's never going to be the perfect time to start a business. So just get it out there. Whatever your idea is, take it out, get it out there and take those baby steps. Take those small steps. Uh, to achieve them, just like what Jen just shared with us. And the second one is to get rid of that perfectionism attitude. Yes, analysis by paralysis, as they said. And yep. you know what? It's, there is not going to be everything they're going to put, put out there. It's going to be the version 1 and version 1.2, 2.1. And keep tweaking, like what Jen said. It's never going to be a perfect. And if you wait for the perfect thing or perfect everything, you're not going to get anywhere else. So I cannot stress it enough as well. And then the third one, which is really important to understand, is not to go to this uh, this business or this journey alone. I mean, especially for our listeners out there who are just starting out, it can be like what Jen uh, shared with us, can be isolating and can be lonesome being uh, building our business on our own. Because most often we start as a solopreneur you know we came from a corporate world for example and we have a lot of people around us and then we jump into entrepreneurship where we are only alone we're, we're doing this alone we feel so isolated we feel like you know there's this is too lonesome but then to, to garner that one you really have to get out of your own way to meet other people who are uh, in the same direction as you or who are doing what you're doing or in your industry and there's a ton of resources that we can tap into both online and offline so you don't have to do this alone there are reach out to people get support around you great takeaways there last but not least jen i'd love for you to share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service where they can get it and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you and then we'll end from there sure so um so you can find me at learnsavvy.co and um as marie mentioned we're an education um marketplace and community for women business owners so one of the things that um we are really passionate about doing is providing affordable actionable um very tactical classes um that have to do with starting a business you know they they don't take a lot of time but they are you know filled with juicy meaty information and um and in the process you know we have the ability to you know create connection and community through um you know through this our site as well so when i mentioned you know making sure you get out there and find other people you know that's part of what we're offering um and i think that's that's it yeah you can find me you can find me at learn savvy 
All right, so www.learnsavvy.co. So for our listeners out there, learnsavvy.co, I highly encourage you to go there now, www.learnsavvy.co. We can all learn from what um, Jen and her company is putting out there, and especially for our listeners out there who are just starting out in business. Be around a community like this. Learn from all of this uh, that uh, Jen and her company is putting out there that will help you in building your business. And, and being not only supporting you, but being in a network of people that are moving in the same direction as you, being around a community that are, that can support you, that can inspire you, and LearnSavvy.co has a place for you. So again, the link is www.learnsavvy.co, that's CO, and I'll make sure to have this on our show notes as well. Jen, thank you so much for being so generous of your time, your inspiring story, your expertise for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women oh, of the thank world. you. Yes, we really appreciate you and I wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you very much, Marie. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two, click the rate and review button. Step number three, say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW Fan of the Day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.